Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Happiest Hour on Earth. We are so glad that you are here with us. This is our second episode recording ever since we had our second son. And so um, both babies woke up <laughs> like after we set them down. Put down. So um, this is going to be fun for you guys to see how long we last yeah. with with these uh, little dudes who just want to wake up all the time. Yeah. I you never know what to it. expect. It's, it's always a gamble when you put them down for bed. It's like, how long do we have this time? Yeah, we did. They they did very well. Our first episode back, which was um, <laughs> a couple weeks ago. Yeah. With the scariest uh, Disney attractions. But we are so excited because tonight we are bringing back a topic that, that went is over very pretty fun. well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, went over really, really well. Um, actually, it's our most listened to. It's not our biggest one on YouTube, but definitely our most listened to on podcasting platforms. And so we decided, you know what? We're doing a part two of Disney Hot Takes slash Unpopular Opinions. And this is a crazy one because last time on our first one, we had a lot of listener hot takes come through. We did. Um, and some so crazy we, ones. Oh, some really intense ones. And this week, I don't know, like people were just afraid to get spicy or maybe just let out all their hot takes on the first one. So this is just <laughs> our list. Us. And yeah. so we, since we didn't get any listeners, we had to go up a notch. I think mm -hmm. some of these might be a little bit hotter than episode one. So you guys are in for a big treat. What we have to say, though, as a disclaimer, don't hate us. If if something <laughs> on this list is it really rubs you uh, the wrong way. We We're love sorry. Disney so much. And I mean, it's, it's pretty much everything um, <laughs> to us. And it's just like a great fandom that we are a part of, but we do have some hot takes and I'm really excited to jump into these. So without further ado, should we get this episode started? Let's go. All right. So we are really excited to talk about our hot takes. 2.0 2.0 on this this episode uh we're gonna get started very shortly but just quick update on us and everything going on because life is just passing by so quickly it's a whirlwind yeah. especially with uh two kids it's um it's insane we yeah. thought it was going fast before and now it's just like every week just flies by <laughs> um we are currently six weeks with our second son now so it's month and a half in and um yeah. it's yeah it's going pretty well i would say i mean you know it's all kind yeah. of still a learning curve chris went back to work for a short time and then he's back on paternity leave again yeah. he's kind of breaking up his leave so we're getting a little bit of extra time all together intermittently for the next couple of weeks months i don't yeah. know yeah it's like half halfway through December, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, yeah. and then we'll the have Christmas. So we are yeah. getting like into holiday mode right now. It's oh, kind yeah. of like early mid-November, but we're just like ready to get Christmas going in this oh, house yeah. pretty soon. Like we're we're feeling it. Like Halloween ended and we're just feeling the Christmas vibes. So yeah. gonna be decorating here pretty soon, which is very exciting. We've I'm uh yeah, I'm taking my paternity in like two weeks stints now. Um, and so I'm like before before I'm back to work, which is like end of next week, I'm like, I need to deck this hall. Yeah, uh, deck, deck the halls <laughs> in this house. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With some Christmas stuff. So super pumped to get that yeah, started. Yeah, we're pretty pumped. But yeah. um, yeah, that's pretty much the updates. Nothing, nothing super exciting. Just adjusting to life with two kids yeah. and just, you know, trying to sleep when we can. 
Yeah. Yeah. We are definitely a lot more tired. Yeah. Um, we're, we're kind of faking this energy right now. Yeah. I Come feel on. like it. It's a, like, this is a good this is a good episode to keep us up. It is, yeah. It's, it's pretty exciting. <laughs> it's always good to have this break midweek where we yeah. talk about Disney, something that we love, yes, um, and is. then just get to prepare to release the episode and hear from you guys is just it's kind of a nice break from the normal day to day. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean the normal day to day is like kind yeah, of monotonous. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's so. fun to break it up with some some Disney chats with our disney peeps oh yeah for sure especially mm-hmm. something like this and so should we jump into this yeah oh my Let's gosh go. okay go ahead and start us out okay i'm gonna start with number one are you guys ready brace yourselves it's easier to plan a great universal trip now <laughs> that's not saying that we like universal more but um and we have gone only once together to universal i had mm-hmm. been before with my family but things have changed a lot since those times that you went back in the day. Things have changed a lot at Universal and at Disney. Exactly. Um, and so the reason why we brought this up is because my boss, actually, if you're listening, shout out um, <laughs> you to know you. Who you are. Yeah. Um, so he recently went to Universal and then the next month he went to Disney. And I was trying to explain to him how to get the best, like, bang for your buck and so with universal he was like i just we have one day i want to make sure i get everything done and i was like oh man well if you want to do that like do the the express pass i forgot what it's called i think it's just called the express pass yeah it's like do the express pass you you pay a lot more um i mean a lot more especially compared to genie plus but you're gonna pay a certain amount but you know that you show that you get to go to the front and ride that ride um any ride and that's that's for any ride now with the regular express one you get to only use that once that means that you get a ride pretty much every ride one time Mm -hmm. and you know that it's going to be quick um and then you could get the express pass unlimited which means you could just keep riding that ride over and over and you just know that you're going to hit the rides that you want to hit and then he when he was going to disneyland he was like okay so how do i how do i do this i was like well there's this there's like the app, right? The app. Um, and then there's Genie so Plus. Genie Plus isn't the the actual thing to get you to, to get on. There's like a thing called Lightning Lanes. And there's Lightning Lanes Plus. when that's like a little extra thing, right? And then, and he was like, so that just so brings me like, I just get this like $20 thing or whatever. And then I could just go on all the rides. I was like, no, no, you have to go into the app and then like book each each ride and but you could only you have to wait a couple hours before you book the next one and like it was so complicated and i'm like oh disney why are you making it so complicated you have to be this way yeah such a pain and you know i would be very interested to hear from him yeah let's bring him on the show (laughs) i would love to know what he thought about one versus the other because he went so close together and had to plan two trips with your help yeah. In a very short amount of time. Like, yeah. I wonder what he thought. What, which one was better? Which one was easier? Yeah. I mean, it, the nice thing about the Universal one is you you can get that Express Pass before and just go to the park, show your Express Pass, get on the ride. This, you know, you have to have the app. You have to make sure that you're booking each ride. Yeah. Um, and a lot it's, of stipulation to it. It is. And it's like, it'd be different if it was like the free fast pass right you just go up and even though that doesn't guarantee you front of line access on every ride at least it's so much simpler if there's a ride you want to go to walk to that ride get the fast pass go and return it um now i know disney is a little bit 
different in like if they did Universal's Express Pass system, it'd probably bog down standby a lot, but it doesn't change the fact that it is technically, I believe, easier to plan a Universal trip for someone and them have like a great experience because Disneyland or just Disneyland and Disney World have gotten really confusing and it's so much harder trying to talk about it more and more it's gotten harder like yeah it's it's just i don't know i feel like every year there's like something new that you need to like think about in order to get your trip planned with reservation system and like all the genie plus stuff like everything has just gotten harder yeah and i mean obviously if you're a part of that community and you just know how to do all that it's one thing but if you're just coming in as like a fresh Disney goer, it's so complicated. It's so complicated, it's like, complicated I, even I, for I know. Disney. I was just going to say, yeah. like, I don't ever do like our planning for trips. He always does everything, gets things booked. That's like his, his uh, zone. Yeah. I don't know what I would do if I had to do it. I, we would be not getting things done yeah. <laughs> on the trips. It's, it's so complicated. So, yeah, yes, I'm really definitely is. in agreement that planning universal seems much simpler yeah for sure do you want to hit us off with number two yes so number two we're taking it to the films i don't think we've necessarily done any movie hot takes yet um, in the first one we did we think nightmare before christmas is that's a better right, idea right. than it is a movie i okay. mean it's a great movie but we like the idea hype. of it more than an actual movie yeah, yeah yeah anyways the other film that we're going to talk about is it's a little spicy too yeah, we don't think that Toy Story 1 is the best Toy Story film. In and fact, yeah. yeah, like not at all. I would say it's my least favorite. And I don't know how hot of a take it is. I mean, I don't know how many oh, people I, I love, think it's pretty love hot. it. I mean, it's it's the first one. Obviously, it's so special because it was made first and, you know, such a huge step in animation. It is a great movie. A great start to all of the films. But they only got better from there, I think. Yeah, I think I think in the Disney community or just people that like Pixar movies as well, I think they would either put, I think they would pro- probably put two as least fave mm-hmm. or maybe four. I think I think one became more of a least favorite once we had our kid as well, once we had our son, because the whole thing of like Sid and his yeah, room like, and that creepy go, like, things like we just don't. Room. Yeah, so we technically usually stay two through four mm-hmm. because it's a little less creepy. Um, and I think that that definitely factors into our thing. But also the animation yeah. is... No, animation is so great for 1995. Yeah. Come on, that's incredible. Yeah. I but mean, it's it like was, slightly janky. <laughs> it is a little janky, but good for its time. If you consider what they were working with, it is great. Yeah. But yeah, it's definitely just... Yeah, just not not as not as much like heart. Like I feel like I can cry in almost any of the Toy Story movies aside from that one. Like mm. all of them have something super emotional that gets me. Yeah. Except that one. I mean, it yeah. has been a while since it I has watched been a while it, since. but yeah. I yeah, I just don't think so. I think my ranking goes as follows. 3 2 4 1 yeah, I'm. Pr- yeah, I think four and two could probably be interchanged for me. I don't know. Number two came out 
at such a perfect time for us. So even if some people might be like, Oh, you know, number two, whatever. Um, I love it so much because we were perfect age. Bullseye was just the best, like I had a bullseye toy, but we were 93. So that came out in 98, I believe. So we were five years old. It was just like perfect. Yeah. Which means that ever since then, it's been as if we're growing up with Andy and now obviously Andy is not in it, but yeah. Actually, oh yeah, we yeah. That brings us to a point that almost was another hot take on this list, and then we removed it because we we're like, we're already talking about Toy Story, but we might as well just talk yeah. about it here. Um, I for one have been like kind of frustrated every time they've like released another Toy Story because there's just been so many, and it just feels like and three was perfect. Right? Yeah, yeah, three was the best. It felt like that was just the perfect cap. Like, why do you need to have another one? Then I loved four. Then they talked about doing five and it was like, are you serious? That was the most perfect ending. Yeah. They couldn't have done anything else. And now they have five coming out. Well, I've been frustrated about it, (laughs) but then we've talked and Chris brought to my attention that if the movie goes a certain direction, then I will be all for it. Yeah. And I think then it would be the perfect, like, um, just full circle. circle. Yeah. Which you just go ahead and say. Okay. Okay. So the only, if they do something different for this, than what I'm saying, I probably will be mad about five. Yeah. But if they bring it full circle, do another time jump, maybe Bonnie is getting rid of some of her toys and somehow, oh, oh, actually no, Woody is traveling. Woody is traveling right right now. Um, And so if Woody finds himself back in the same town where the original gang is and maybe either Woody sees it or the original toys see it that Andy is now older and has a family and maybe Woody sees it cause he's traveling so much. And then his, 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 um, his goal is to tell buzz and Jesse and all of them that Woody has kids now and their next mission Andy. now that, or sorry, yeah, that Andy <laughs> has kids now and their next mission now that Bonnie is older is to go back and resurface for Woody, Andy, gosh, <laughs> Andy, Woody. Okay. It's the same, literally the same name. Um, and to, to show that. And then, and then they get to be reunited with Andy and his, and kids. kids and then it ends there and then i say no more six that's a perfect one through five yeah, yeah full five circle moment could be the end because cap just perfect ending us 90s kids andy went to college when we were going to college mm-hmm. and now we got kids we're 30 and we're having <laughs> kids um let's bring it back let's do it one more time for those 90s millennials come on mm-hmm. let's just cap it off perfect Perfect uh, series the, ever yeah uh, and that'd be great so you know i'm fine with toy story 5 if that's the route if they go that is what happens if, if they're still see. with bonnie and it's like i'd be like okay yeah know. it has to have enough heart for it to be worth it for me yeah for sure so we'll see it remains to be seen when when is it next year no 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 i think it's a couple years oh, um wow. yeah i think it's a couple years and inside out 2 is also i think inside out 2 is technically the next pixar movie that we'll receive mm. i don't know when that is but we just recently yeah, got back son, into inside out oh. my son asked to watch it the other night or no i guess i kind of like mentioned it and we showed it to him and he was like yeah i want to watch it he loved it and then he wanted to watch it again the next night it's 
so perfect. And so they have a real opportunity here. I don't like sequels, but they have a real opportunity here with Inside Out 2 to make something spectacular. Yeah. So I hope they do it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I hope so too. We definitely went nuts on those first. Yeah, two. yeah, yeah. Those took a while. So I want you to get the next quicker. one. I want you to get the next one because then sure? I'm going to get this game. Boom. Okay. All right. So our next one is, sorry if you're a lover of it, but we do not love the new Mickey Mouse. I like how he called him an it. <laughs> yeah, him. Sorry. Yeah. It's not my favorite. He's it, not my favorite of the Mickeys for sure. Um yeah. We have some friends that really like it. Yeah. But. But yeah, he's just, he's a little too chaotic for me. Cartoon Network-y. Yes, very Cartoon Network. Yeah. It's got the Ed, Ed, and Eddie vibes or whatever. Very much so. (laughs) Good comparison. Um, I haven't, I don't know. I've watched enough of it to know like, okay, I, I can only handle so much of it. Which is sad it's like because Mickey you know Mouse I love meets my Mickey. Happy Tree Friend. What was it called? Yeah. Happy Tree. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my gosh. Um, it's like kind of grotesque. Yeah. Like like just all the like crazy expressions they make and like it just looks kind of like I don't know, just not Yucky. as like quality. Yeah. Like it doesn't have like the the lovey dovey feeling that you get when you see a lot of the previous Mickeys. So I would have to say I'm happy that. Ended. I think it did end. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah, show yeah. itself is like just done. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how well it went over because it, I'm sure some people loved or love him that way, but I can't imagine too many did. After yeah, what we're used to with Mickey. I'm fine that Runaway Railway is that style because I think it actually fits perfectly because the ride is supposed to be very chaotic and everything. Um, yeah. originally I was like, oh, the one Mickey Mouse ride I would have liked an original. Mickey Mouse, but for that style though, it is really fun. But yeah, yeah he, yeah, not a fan. Not, Let's not get him out of here. Fan. We've been actually watching a lot of classic Mickey cartoons from like the 30s, 40s, yeah, um, which are so all the way fun. through the 70s. Yeah, which are so great. And so our son loves them. So it's been really fun to like reconnect with those through his eyes, you know? Yeah. Um, and it makes me so happy that he loves all the old ones because they're such old style yeah. like animation and. They're, they're just, so funny. They're yeah, so great. They are hilarious and they're so cute and short. They're yeah. Just, they're just fun to watch. I love them. Yeah. They're so special. So the next one here, I know this is going to make some people mad, um, especially a lot of the people in the Disney community, but, um, but we're looking for hot takes here. And so I'm going to present this one. Tomorrowland isn't as bad as people make it seem. Now it's bad. It's definitely the, worst the land. it's the worst land in Disneyland. And Disney World too, although they have they have Tron now. Um, but true. the thing is, I mean, let's talk about Disneyland. It's not it's not great. I mean, it's you're walking through, you got the the dead people move a track above you, that nothing happens on. You got just buildings. You know, it doesn't have like the vibe of Adventureland. Like a lot of those buildings look like they're you know in the jungle or something like that, right? Fantasyland, the architecture, um, but it does have some fun rides. It has one of the best rides, Space Mountain. Um, Star Tours. Star Tours, amazing. We're not Astro Blasters fans. That was in our hot takes um, part one. I like it. Emily doesn't like it. Um, I'm the biggest fan. But, you know, it is it is what it is. Uh, and then you have the empty um, intervention, interventions, right? Yeah. So it, it is a bad land, but I think, I think we hype it up a little. 
a little bit too much within the community. Like I would love if it changed, but honestly, I think the only thing that really needs change, like it could keep a lot of those rides, but interventions has to be changed. I think we definitely need like Tron something big um, there, something new and fresh. Um, and the buildings need to look a little bit different, mm-hmm. but the rides, like majority of those, I feel like could stay. Um, I would be happy with a complete overhaul besides Space Mountain. Um, but if they do, if they just like change the theme and the look and bring one new ride, I think it'll be fine. Still a bad land, but Still it's not. It, yeah, I think a lot of people were just like literally crush everything yeah. and just start anew. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think it necessarily needs that. Now we've talked to Make It Magical and Market House podcast about like a big epic episode where we give our thoughts on what Tomorrowland should look like and yeah. what it should uh, what should change. Everybody's um, got their own ideas, I feel like. They do, yeah. Because I think go any which way. Yeah, well, because the thing is, if you do technology in on planet Earth, <laughs> um, everything's going to be way too quick for it and it's going to become outdated. It, that's just the fact. I think focusing on space exploration, and I know that a lot of people are going to space now, but still... And people, you know, regular citizens will be able to take trips to space within the next five, ten years. But I still think that that's an interesting thing to explore um, when it comes to Tomorrowland. Or you do like a retro look on the future. I don't know. There's a lot to be done with it. But I think I think space exploration can never really get old. I'm going to say that and then in 10 years, we're all going to be taking trips to space instead of other countries. But um, but I don't don't know. know. It's a tough land. It honestly is a tough land. It is. And it's really hard to know. I'm sure that they're struggling to know what to do with it, too. That's why it's been so stagnant. Yeah. And I know Tron isn't space exploration. That's definitely... Just futuristic. Just futuristic. But I don't... Yeah, I think that will always be awesome to explore. But I think... A lot of people have been let down by Tron Light Cycle run or coaster or whatever. Just for how I say short it for is, how short right? it is. You know what? Let Disneyland get a few extra seconds. <laughs> like they've learned from Shanghai and Disney World. Like, let's just make ours just a little bit longer and more amazing. Yeah. yeah. But that's my hot take. That's our hot take. Yep. It's Agreed. bad, but it's not. Not as. It's not bad. horrendous. Yeah. As other people would like to make it say. <laughs> Which if you if you think it's absolutely terrible, like more props to you. But yeah. I just I've I've thought about that before in the past. But yeah. Yeah, we still we still love our Tomorrowland. It just needs yeah. needs a little help. TLC for sure. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see what they have to do with it. But yeah. Next up, this is something I came up with. And it is, I don't know. I don't know how strongly I'm leaning into it because it's a pretty hot take but i would say the way things are currently right now in 2023 i'm not so sure it's hard to even say it it's hard to come off really really harsh but i'm not so sure disneyland is worth the price anymore i personally think that a lot of things have gone downhill in the park over the last couple of years the quality just isn't what it used to be and i think a lot of us can agree on that fact i think that could also deal with like overcrowding too like yeah 
not enough cast members to like just in general there's so though, many people the crowd yeah there's so many people but it's hard to maintain when there's so many people because things go unnoticed and yeah just, exactly exactly so because of all the crowds which are part of the overall problem things are just not as good as they used to be i think that the quality of a lot has just gone down a little bit um i don't know yeah, and, and to pad that, that doesn't. I mean, we're we're the type of fans that we're gonna go. Regardless. Yeah, we're gonna we go. love Disneyland. It will never like totally not be worth it. I just think that for how the prices continue to go up exponentially every year, and it just there's no end in sight. It's gonna continue. Yeah, they should be maintaining things a little bit better. You know, it just it just doesn't feel like it's as worth it as it used to be. Yeah. We've heard from a lot of our friends within the Disney community too. Like they are trying to transition their trips more towards Disney cruise lines because they say that cruise lines are still top notch Disney quality. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like there's a the good cap, the crowds. Yeah. 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 They said there's a good enough cap on the cruise lines that it feels like there's breathing room and, um, and everything's at the highest quality where, at the Disney parks, it's just really overcrowded and you're paying and you might not be able to get that much stuff done with the price. Yeah. And we we're kind of hesitant to put this one up here um, because that's not to say that we don't love. I mean, we love Disney so much. We're going to go like we, we have, have to go. We have to go every. Yeah, we Literally. have to go every year. We have a podcast talking about it. But we're big, big fans. The it's hardest just... thing, too, is that like we talk about the price because it's not worth the price because it's so crowded and quality has gone down a little bit. The thing is people are going to be going regardless of the price. So I it's know. always going to be crowded no matter how expensive and it is. It's, it's so more tough. And more and more crowded as time goes on. So I don't really know what the antidote is. Yeah. I don't know what the fix is. I guess there really isn't. And it, I think it's also um, the rise of social media in the parks, which I guess we're part of the problem too. Or like yeah. now, now that social media is so prevalent, everyone's like taking their cute photos at the parks and everyone has this, I mean, honestly, quote unquote influencers do so much of the marketing for mm-hmm. Disney um, that people just kind of are like, Oh, you know, where back then they probably wouldn't even think about it, but they're like, I mean, in a way this sounds weird, but it almost going to, to a Disney trip is almost like a status symbol. Now I feel like, and so people just have just to go there, the take the photo, yeah. and and that, you it's know, it kind of sucks too because it's like you lose a lot of the magic of the parks, and you get people there who are just taking photos and not like fully diving into the magic that still is there, but yeah. can get lost. And and no no like shade on anyone who goes and takes photos because we have we go take yeah, photos. We we're we're content creators, right? We. We do that, but, um, but it's just, yeah, it's just when you think about how things were like 10, 15 years ago, as opposed to now, I think there was just a lot more magic because everybody like they they talk about that also in the Imagineering story. I love that part. I mean, I love it, but it's also really sad, but I forget who it was that said it, but he said like, you know, their goal is to create something that would, you know, cause people to put their phones phones down down. like not not be focused on taking a photo of it or of themselves but just focus on you know that thing in the park yeah which yeah 
I, I think it's true, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting, but I hope they're, they find some way to, you know, revert that back. That's why I think it's cool on a Disney cruise line too. Cause you're less pro- like you don't have, I mean, right. Yeah. I don't think, I mean, I think you could get Wi-Fi, but you're just not really tied down to your phone. So you're just no, kind of there yeah. living in it. Um, I think it's pretty remote. I don't think you can really get on yeah. here. I, I know from our friends who have gone, yeah, they, they're definitely like go offline for a couple of yeah. days and weeks and stuff like that. So I think you yeah. need to do that sometimes. I, I think so too. So maybe that's the way to go. I think we need to do that soon. Yeah. Um, regardless, we're going to be going to the parks in a couple yeah. of months. Like, yeah, we'll be in the yeah. parks no matter what. But yeah, yeah. yeah. It is, bro. And, and on another note too, it's so funny. Like we've done a couple of out of country trips and I was like, oh man, like I think we're paying less to go out of country than we are to do a Disney world trip or something yeah. like that. Especially if you're getting like a Disney hotel, like you could definitely do. Yeah. When you um, consider all trip the costs for that price that go into it. Yeah. Food. And if you do genie plus and yeah, hotel hotels, yeah, all the things it adds up quick. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay. So next. we're on to the next one. We're <laughs> on to the next one. Um, this one, yeah, this this definitely can be true and is a hot take, but I want to like give you a warning that it's not. Let's just jump into it. Okay, yeah. here we go. Hot take: screen based attractions can be better than physical attractions. Case in point: Flight of Passage. Now, here we go. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't like screen based rides. I think it, you know, you get tired of it and everything, but they can be if they're done really well because Flight of Passage. We were more awestruck by that than Rise of the Resistance. Now, we love Rise of the Resistance, especially um, the overall experience. I think the overall experience of Rise of the Resistance is better than Flight of Passage. But ride-wise, nothing has really made us feel like Flight of Passage. And Also, soaring over California or soaring over the world, um, it's taking screen base to another level, right? I think a lot of screen-based attractions, you're you're down on the ground you're doing the exact same thing or a simulator um soren was so different flight mm-hmm. of passage was so different so they definitely can be better most of the times they aren't but if they think outside of the box mm-hmm. like soren let's actually live because you're getting that you're not just sitting in a seat and seeing something you're getting That's an aerial experience yeah and then with flight of passage you are getting a motion and you're on a single attraction so it feels more intimate mm-hmm. um so if they think outside the box, they definitely can do amazing things with um, screen-based attractions. But I don't want them to rely on that because I, yeah. I I need physical props. I need animatronics. But yeah, there there is a possibility that it could be better. Yeah, they can be. I think it's great to have a little mix of both. Like obviously, we don't want all screen-based. Yeah, because all the other ones that are physical are incredible. Yeah, but it's fun to have. Have some like yeah, flight of passage was unlike anything I'd ever been on, yeah. and it's just every time I think about it, I'm like, I just want to experience it again. <laughs> it and just... I want more, um, more mix of both, kind of like mm-hmm. Pirates Shanghai, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and a lot of the Fantasyland uh, re- refurbs that they've done over at Disneyland, you know, physical, but they intermix digital. Uh, screen base so well that it mm-hmm. literally enhances the ride. I want to see a mix of both. That'd be yeah. great. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Okay. That brings us basically to our last hot take. 
which is we think that a lot of Disney projects can be letdowns. And that's, um, that's kind of referencing a lot of what has happened over the last couple of years, I guess. So like galaxy's edge and Avengers campus are what we kind of feel like they promised a lot more, or at least talked about a lot more things um, just being a part of those lands than what actually ended up happening. Yeah. And they haven't really changed anything since they opened. So we were just kind of like waiting around for an extra ride, you know, better ride or, you know, just more going on in those lands. Mm, yeah. I think that's a good point. Cause like we love galaxy's edge. Yeah. We love it. But um, I remember they definitely over promised there a little bit mm-hmm. said, there's going to be robots and aliens walking around just living within the land. And there's going to be, you know, mm-hmm. like all these creatures. You yeah, and and it, You go to Ogas and there's going to be like someone at the bar who is mad because he crashed the Millennium Falcon. Like, yeah. what? And then you get there. And I remember the first time I was like, oh, it's it's empty. And then I'm only seeing people and like stormtroopers and things like that. So we love Galaxy's Edge, but that was an overpromise. And then they overpromised with. Avengers Campus 2 with um, with the Avengers ride that never went. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I think they just, they want to like hype people up for what they're working on while not actually like having a plan on how to carry it out or like not necessarily knowing if it's for sure even going to happen. Yeah. So everybody's kind of like, oh my gosh, like everything sounds so exciting about this. And like, you're just waiting around for it. Yeah. But yeah, it seems like they end up maybe not having the finances or just the ability to create out, yeah. yeah, some of these like things the that execution. they talk about. Yeah. So I think another another one too that just happened recently was um so I think there's a difference between like lands, because I think a lot of the lands they build are so incredible and they look fantastic, but then the rides are a little bit of you know, kind of a little lackluster, just like Hong Kong this month, November of 2023, are going to be opening up their Frozen Land. Um, so they're going to have Frozen Ever After that we have in Walt Disney World, but they also have Wandering Oaken's something, something <laughs> Slays. Um, I forget what it was called, but there's video of that. And, um, and if you thought... Uh, Snow White and the Seven Doors Mine Train was short. This thing is way shorter. Um, so it's pretty much like it, but it, there's literally nothing going on in it. And so that's an example of like, oh man, you build this beautiful land, but then this ride is like nothing, and then you're you're carrying over a ride. I think New Lands should get something complete, especially frozen. It's frozen. Mm-hmm. Now I love frozen ever after. I love that ride so much, but then you're like, and a new ride that no one's been on. And it's literally just seven doors, mind train, but like a worse version of it. So I'm like, let's, let's, let's actually build something. Like let's do something new so that people want to go over to Hong Kong mm-hmm. and experience, you know, not just the land, but the rides as well. Um, now, uh, Tokyo Disney sea going to be having tangled Peter Pan and frozen, that's a big opportunity there for, for especially Peter Pan ride and tangled ride. Mm-hmm. Come on. I need, I need yeah. to see that. So really let's deliver there. Um, but this also kind of goes to another point that we we're going to talk about is that I think universal studios 
is a little more creative and adventurous when it comes to building rides. Now, that doesn't always mean that they're better rides. Um, I think Disney has a, a formula that they like to stick to, and a lot of those rides are amazing and great. Um, Universal is more adventurous with their rides, but that doesn't always mean that they're great. I think about the Harry Potter and the, I think, Forbidden Journey, right? I think what it's called. Such a crazy ride system that they built with the screens intermixing with physical environments. Crazy ride system, very adventurous. If you're able to not get sick from it, it's an awesome experience. And like I said, they're more adventurous because they do that. Some people cannot ride that ride without getting sick. So you lose a lot of people there, but then some people get to experience it and have such a fun time. Mm -hmm. Like I did when I went on that ride. Um, but a lot of new rides that they're talking about for Epic universe sounds so adventurous. Are they all going to work like the Mario Kart ride? That seems like such a, you know, that's already here in Hollywood, very different ride system. Some people like it. Some people hate it. So they're they're taking a huge swing. Sometimes it's a strike. Sometimes it's a home run. You know, they're just going all in. If you haven't heard those uh, Epic Universe episodes, we did them a while back, actually, just by myself, which is crazy. But listen to those. Let me know your thoughts on them. Um, but yeah, I think they are a little bit more adventurous where Disney wants to play it a little more safe. And the safety almost leads to more letdowns and more overpromising and under delivering. So I, I want them to understand that. Um, cause I love everything that they, they do for the most part, but it's like, if you're, if you're going to promise something like let's, let's make it happen. We've seen them try to do that. Um, recently they released some new robots in galaxy's edge as like a trial. Um, hopefully those stick around because I think that just makes that experience so much more better or so more much realistic, better and yeah. realistic. You actually feel immersive. like you're in the world. Yeah. Immersive. And so hopefully they get there. Hopefully yeah. they didn't just say, Oh, you know what? People like galaxy's edge. Let's not, let's yeah. not worry about these. No, no, no. Keep putting the money in these like R and D projects that really just flesh out the land so that when our kids are older and they get to go and they get to remember everything mm -hmm. that they remember galaxy's edge as this fully lived in, land with aliens and robots and all this stuff. And let's do that for other lands that might be lacking as well. Avengers campus. Let's get that Avengers right in there. Yeah. You know, get, work your way up to that promise that you gave us, even though it didn't happen right away. Let's get to that promise. Yeah, I agree. And that's kind of, that's related to the point that I made earlier about it not being worth the cost because yeah. of all of these under, over promising and under delivering um on on certain projects it's like yeah you know if we're gonna be paying the kind of money that we are like i, I just feel like things should be done a little bit better yeah that's true and i hope that with this recent price increase that happened um you know a month or so ago that we do get a disneyland forward and some new um, attractions there while also you know bolstering up everything else they've had price increases in the past and it hasn't really gone to that, but we could only hope. Um, yeah. so we'll see. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Crazy episode. I, I want to hear your guys's. If you have a hot take that we did not mention, yeah. write them in the comments below. Let us know what your hot take is. If you agree with any of ours, which, um, or disagree with any of ours, let us know in the comments. Let's yeah, start let's a dialogue. Oh yeah. It'd be crazy. Um, we're on our way to 700 subs on YouTube. So if you want to be a part of that change, 
and that you know um, that growth uh hit us up on youtube hit that subscribe button and become one more subscriber uh towards our dreams of 1000 no, um but no yeah if, if you're listening on a podcasting platform definitely hit the follow button um on there so that you don't miss an episode and then on instagram yeah the happiest hour on earth go follow us over there we have some exciting things happening over there yeah and um we will be back next week do you have anything else to add besides no this i don't think so extinguishing I think, this hot takes episode yeah yeah it was pretty hot so let us know what we might have missed or if you agree with us or disagree we'd love to get the chat going so let us know your thoughts on this episode yeah. and aside from that we'll see you guys next week see you then bye, bye.